Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the podcast, 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. This is Tito, your host, and let's go ahead and jump into it. It's another Motivation Monday, Monday Motivation. Today is all about following your heart, your passion, and just taking a swing, right? And sticking to what you believe and not what others might tell you to do. So, um, if you've been listening to these podcasts, you've heard a lot about my story, about things that happened in prison, after prison, and before prison. So, something I want to talk about right now is actually um, directly referring to when I did the commencement speech after receiving my MBA, right? And um, it obviously, I just said I did the speech. So, you know, you know what the ending is. But I just want to, uh, I want to talk to you guys about um, like how I got there, right? So through all the trials and tribulations, struggles, working and, and trying to go to school online and, you know, also reintegrating back into society in the course of getting my bachelor's degree and everything. When I went <clears throat> and I actually got my degree, right, bachelor's degree, um, the commencement speaker was a MBA um, uh, degree. Uh, he, ju- he just got his MBA, right? And I'll never forget, um, he he called out, uh, I think it was his grandmother, his parents, his sister, like kids, like he called out all these family members and I thought that's cool, you know, he's calling out his family and everything, right? And uh, as he went through his speech, which couldn't have been, you know, too much more than like five minutes, right? It seemed like a freaking eternity because all he did was talk about himself and then his family, himself and then his family, his family, you know, hey, my grandmother's right there. Hey, my dad's right there. Hey, And it was all about him and his family, right? Um, And in my mind, it wasn't relatable to me. And I felt like, man, there's like hundreds of people here getting their degrees. And you're supposed to be kind of like pumping us up, you know, for the next thing. And and, you know, we just got our degrees and, you know, hurrah and all that. And I just felt like he sucked, you know. And how often do we feel that way, right? How often do you see someone doing something and you're like, God, you suck, right? And usually it's something stupid. Like we're watching sports and someone drops a ball and you're like, oh, really? Come on. No, and damn well, we could not compete at that level. We probably would have dropped every ball, not to mention not even been in the right situation to catch the ball, right? But we bitch and complain about it anyway. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone that's having more of a direct impact on your life, whether it's personal, professional, whatever, right? How many of us can say, at work, somebody got up and took credit for something that we did? Probably a lot of us, right? How many times can we say, and you can probably say this too, a bunch of times, that someone got up and gave you or a team that you're on credit, even though maybe you didn't contribute a whole lot, right? And it made you feel really, really good, Um How many times did someone tell a story, right? And 
you could relate. It made you feel good. It made you think. It made you want to know more about the individual or the cause or whatever it may be, right? So, um, you know, with, with that being said, and I know we all could, like, if everyone who listens to this dropped a comment on, on an experience, that would be so awesome. But um, really what it's all about, right, is uh, the stories, people, and experiences, they, they, they can motivate you in multiple ways, right? In a bad way, in a good way in a way just to understand to keep things moving right so um i told myself after getting my bachelor's degree you know i was like god uh maybe i should have tried to do the commencement speech you know but inside uh, i'll never forget um when i first got out of prison and i'm pretty sure i did a podcast on this way back at the beginning but um there was a continuation high school uh, named after my grandmother, uh, Conley Carabello, uh, Conley being my grandmother's last name, my, my maiden name, right? And I went out and I wanted to just help, you know, whatever, talk to kids because they were at risk youth and everything, right? And I'll never forget the officer that was on duty there. He said something that really pissed me off, but in, in hindsight, I get it. And to to an extent, I, I, I agree with him, right? But he had told me, like, what do you have to offer these kids? You just got out of prison yourself. You have nothing positive going on. Like, he really got on me. And I could tell he didn't like me because I was an ex-convict, right? And then the principal said, I don't care what the officer says because, you know, this school is named after your grandmother and you have every right to speak to the kids. Like, this this is part of your legacy. And I was like, well, it's part of her legacy, you know, but... Needless to say, she let me talk to kids and everything and kind of do some some mentoring until I got too busy with work and school, right? Um, but he had a point. So when I was wrapping up my bachelor's degree and they sent out, you know, emails saying, you know, if you want to do the speech, I didn't even think like that was something that that I had the right, you know what I mean, to respond to and say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a speech. Why? Because I believe that what that officer told me a few years back was absolutely true. And who am I to get up and talk to a bunch of people that have never been in trouble and, you know, big deal. Like, who am I, right? So I didn't even try. And then I was pissed off at the person who did speak. So not even a year later, I felt like if I didn't get back into school, I probably would never go back, right? I had the right mindset. Um, you know, I was used to <clears throat> maximizing my time and saying no to things so that I could uh, do well in school. So I jumped back into an MBA program and uh, I did everything I could to fast track it. It took me about a year and a half to get it done. Um, I shamelessly will say uh, I like running projects. So I did it with the emphasis in project management, but also because. It didn't require a whole lot outside of just passing classes and then graduating, right? So <clears throat> here I am at the end of my course of study. I put in for a graduation date, and here comes the email looking for commencement speeches. You know, if you would like to submit by blah, 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 blah. So I thought about it, and I thought, I'm not smart enough for that. 
I'm good at talking, but I'm I'm not I'm not that good, right? And I I I put it off. Literally waited and like this was probably a couple two a minimum of two months, but more like four months before graduation, right? Put it off. Gets it down to the wire. And when I say the wire, I mean the wire. Like there's probably a week, 10 days left. Like you have to submit. And if you don't, then you won't even be considered, right? So I go and I visit my parents. And I kind of start saying, hey, you remember that commencement speaker when I graduated? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you were right. He was so boring. And he, he, it was, it was all about him. I was like, yeah, yeah. He, he was bad, huh? They were like, yeah. I'm like, well, what do you think? You think, you think I should try? They're like, well, how much time do you have? And I'm like, shh, not even a week. They're like, ah, oh, you, you're going to be able to put something together? You probably can't put something together. <clears throat> like all all the things in the world were saying don't even try literally wait a few more days i waited till there was like two or three days left if that to even start to try to put pen to paper right <clears throat> and when i did i actually read what what they put down and it was kind of like you know they gave you very broad um points to kind of talk about and a time limit so i put something together um i sat in front of the mirror i kind of read it a few times i was like ah, screw it um i think it sounds cool but i don't know if it's you know gonna make the grade so i submitted it a few weeks passed by and um i get an email saying i made it to the whatever was the top top 100 or whatever right or something um i was in the first round basically so then they gave some more details and stuff and so i had to change the speech up so then i sent it in and about a week later boom you're top 10 we need you to come out to one of the campuses and uh, you're going to do your speech um, in front of a panel, and we want you to amend your speech to include, and it was like five more things, right? Kind of like, you know, thanking the staff and talk about the financial aid committee, like all oh, this, like you got to plug the school, right? So <clears throat> I said, fine. So I refine it. Now I'm now I'm putting some time into it, right? Now I'm actually, every time I make a change, I read the entire speech out loud, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going through all that, right? And um, I get it to where I can do it in time. I damn near have it memorized. Um, I I have all the points that they wanted. And mind you, this speech was not, I'm going to say, probably up until then, I don't think they had a speech like this because I talked about my incarceration. Um, And I graduated from University of Phoenix. So what better school to graduate from and do a commencement speech when you're talking about being a phoenix, you know, going through the fire, getting burnt down and coming out anew, boom, you know, uh, I, I really felt like my story was the best story, just was my speech the best speech, right? So I get to the campus and the other nine people are there, right? And they have like a little, um, 
uh, uh, break room, you know, like dining hall type thing where they got all the free coffee and tea and all that junk, right? Snacks and everything. And everyone is talking, right? I mean, they're telling each other their stories. They're sharing stuff and how they're doing everything. And I couldn't help but think we're all in competition. Like I'm all about, I like being friendly and stuff, but as much as I'm an extrovert, I don't, I'm not a social butterfly. I don't go and just talk to people. So although I knew we were all there for the same thing, I sat as far away as I could and just kept going through my notes, kept going through my notes. And then one by one, they were getting called in, coming back out, saying bye to each other and, you know, everything. And I went in gave my speech and, um, I think they asked me one or two questions and that was it. And when I was leaving, one of the people was like, oh, were you here to do your speech too? And I said, yeah. They're like, oh, wow. Why didn't you come and talk to us? And I was like, ah, just nervous. You know, they were like, oh, well, good luck. And I was like, yeah, good luck to you too. Um, I literally got a call a few hours later, um, that I was picked if I wanted to do it. And I couldn't help but think to myself, what if I was still listening to what that cop told me back in the day? What if I even listened to my friends and family that were like, oh man, you don't have enough time to get ready, right? What if I listened to so many things inside and prior experiences, past experiences that told me that because of Everything that I've been through, whether good or bad, you know, the insecurities, I, I hate my teeth, I hate my smile, I, I always think I'm fat even when I'm skinny, like, you know, like all my insecurities, like, you're not the one to get up in front of hundreds of people and talk. I got picked. And I'm actually going to dump an excerpt of my speech in here so you guys can hear it right now. Yes. 
greatest obstacles to success. There's an old African proverb that says, well, there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do no harm. Well, let me tell you all something here today. You have conquered those enemies. You have danced around those obstacles. You're here. You So that was a few minutes of my speech there, and um, it, it was it was surreal getting up there. And I will tell you this: um, I bumbled in it, I think once, maybe twice. But um, they let you go in there, and I was at the SAP um, Center out in San Jose, California. Um, I, I always say seven hundred people were there. It was somewhere in between five and seven hundred people. It was it was a lot of people though. And the funny thing is, they let you go up. Uh, before early in the morning and practice and so I did two 
walkthroughs on it with just uh, now my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and one of the program coordinators. And man, I screwed it up horribly both times. And she was like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, I'll be fine once there's people in here. It's just because it's empty, I'm nervous. And she's like, really? And I go, yeah, um, I, I, I get my energy from people, so I'll be fine. Needless to say, the whole point of today is talking about take your shot. Um, you'll hear this a million times in other motivational speeches. You know, you, you will miss 1,000% of the shots that you never take. Because you can't make a shot unless you take it. You know, how do basketball players, football players, soccer players get good? They keep taking shots. They keep trying. They screw up and they learn and they get better. They screw up, they learn, they get better. They screw up, they learn, they get better. Never give up. Never end the fight. Keep pushing. Keep taking shots. Keep getting in the ring. Because as long as you're getting in the ring, you know you're in the fight and you know you have a chance to win, right? When you stop getting in the ring for whatever reason, then you absolutely know you're not going to win. You absolutely know that you won't have that great moment. You absolutely know that it was you that lost, not someone beat you. We like to say we got beat or we got cheated or we got let down. No, we let ourselves down. No, we cheated ourselves. No, we lost all by ourselves because we never Put our hat in the ring. So I implore you, you, you know, 400 trillion to one, like you shouldn't even be here by the odds, but you are here. We need to hear your voice. We need to see your talent. We need to know your opinion. We need you to argue, cry, love, hug, and everything else that you can do because you weren't an accident. You're not a screw-up. You're not imperfect. We all are. And together, being ourselves and putting out who and what we are, who and what we really are, will help other people. Not to mention help ourselves. This is my outlet to kind of put all myself out. And if people respond, if people start up conversations, awesome. And if they don't, well, I got my piece out. And I, I, I honestly, earnestly really want people to comment and do other things so that we can start some real conversations. And if someone wants to jump on one of these podcasts with me, let me know. I'm hoping to do some uh, interactions with my boy, Ron Rath. He's got a great um, social media outlet. 30 to life. I'm 15 to life. He's 30 to life. Check him out on YouTube. He has thousands of followers. Great Uso, Samoan brother of mine. Uh, and when I get a chance to get out to Cali, we're probably going to do some collaboration. But anyway, I would have never thought I could have been the one up there giving that speech. And I can only hope that no one felt the way I felt about that other guy's speech um, about mine. I will say I had a bunch of people come up and, and uh, you know, kind of give me kudos on my speech and thanked me for sharing my story because they knew someone who had been locked up who doesn't think they can do anything and all that kind of stuff. And I even gave out my card to a bunch of people. So anyway, they wouldn't have known me, wouldn't have known my story if I hadn't put my foot forward and just took a shot at it. So once again, this is Tito. I love you. You're unique. We need to hear from you. And remember, take your shot. I love you. Be safe.